0: back.
1: We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning and Polly Sleepers. We are at full power. We had a great uh, live podcast at the tailgate, but we did miss Jackson and we did miss John. How are you guys doing today?
2: It's another great
1: day. Thanks for coming back. We're glad to have you. I mean, other than spending
2: $26 in an Indianapolis parking garage this morning. It's (laughs) it's been a great day. Dude, what pisses me off about uh, Google like uh, on the maps when you use it? It says you've arrived at your destination. I pull in the garage. I'm okay, I got validated parking. Everything. I go to check out. Go to leave. Yeah, you're in the wrong garage, sir. I'm like, okay, let's give me like ten bucks, right?
1: Twenty six dollars for four hours. Wow, that's a that's a good that's a good price though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Welcome back, John. How are you doing today, man?
3: I'm doing good. Uh, sorry, I missed out on this podcast this weekend. Daughter had a little bit of a stomach thing going on. She's doing better now, though.
4: Good, good. We're, we got the band back together. Uh, Smiley filled in for you one week, filled in for Jackson one week. Neither one of you guys were able to make the podcast on the tailgate, but we're all back. So uh, we got lots of content today. Yeah, we've got lots to talk about. I mean, we had the live
1: podcast. It was a it was a beautiful time. <clears throat> lots of Bloody Marys were had. Um, How would you I, like that spicy mix that I made? I thought it was delicious. I didn't even find it to be that that spicy nice
4: like, i didn't think it was going to be like one that's i'm going to be tearing up the toilet later nice it was definitely the spiciest one i've ever made i don't drink them so i've just heard that it could be uh it's see, very, see i think tasty. that's a wild thing that you don't drink the the thing that you make that you get compliments on yeah yeah they call it dragon's blood <laughs> but the tailgate was awesome and the colts smashed the bills uh they lost leSean McCoy right at the beginning of the we game, got to have john so. porter in yeah, John Porter from the Bills Mafia came in, gave and us some uh, great
1: insight to the uh, yeah. the Bills Mafia and how how they how they run things there.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was
1: awesome. It was awesome. But yeah, so I think we just are going to dive right into uh, the the news this week. Let's so do it. let's go. Hey baby, I've got breaking news. Breaking news.
0: I've got some good news.
1: All right, ladies
4: and gentlemen, Pauly, tell us what's up. Um, So we've had major running backs go on IR every single week. I mean, Jay Ajahi was a couple weeks ago. Devontae Freeman was last week, and this week it was Marshawn Lynch. So we talked about it last week in the podcast, growing injury, growing. Growing. Um, The growing injury. So we've got our resident raiders uh guy here and and you guys give us a lot of news to talk about here this year uh um, their records two and five but they probably leading the pack in news Uh, we wanted to talk to john about the impact of lynch going to ir fantasy wise and the impact of the big amari cooper to the dallas cowboys trade
1: before you answer can i say something really funny John Gruden was uh, I think being interviewed or was like doing one of those like uh, press conferences and I think he was quoted as saying I'm not really sure if we know anything for sure about this Amari Cooper trade and then somebody like posted on Twitter that quote and then right below it the like update from the news that Amari Cooper practiced with the Cowboys today.
4: Yeah, (laughs) so so what's going on with John Gruden? He waited like a long time to tell the team, and he wanted to be all coy about it, but it was just blown open on Twitter. Then he was also
1: saying, like, I'm not sure what's going to happen with his trade, and then there's actual evidence of him practicing. He's just just, in Dallas. I don't
3: know. He's. Trying to be sneaky, but uh, he's making moves. I don't know. He got a first-round pick for Mark Cooper. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to get a first-round pick for Mark Cooper. Way more than – Likely a
4: top you know, 15, maybe top 10 pick if they continue down this path. So you guys have five first-rounders in the next two years, so you're ready to rebuild for Vegas. But what do you think about the impact for this IR uh, Lynch and this uh, Cooper trade right now for fantasy purposes?
3: I mean – that's going to up targets for Martavis Bryant, Jordy Nelson. Um, obviously, Jared Cook's still going to be a good play. Um, Jalen Rashard, Doug Martin are going to be the two guys playing right now. I don't think DeAndre Washington has come off of IR yet. So it's basically just a, those two guys in the backfield. Jalen Rashard's going to get all the passing down work. So, um, yeah, there's there's uh, still some fantasy relevance with, with that team, but... There's not a whole lot. You got to dig deep for it. Yeah, we they, talked
4: about this. I mean, do you think I, I? i firmly think that Doug Martin is is the standard league pickup guy because he gets the goal lines. But I think that Jalen Richard is the PPR, and you just picked him up in one of your leagues. We did yeah. it like right before the before the show. Uh, Jalen Richard is definitely the pickup for PPR. I think.
3: Yeah, and uh, there's a good stat. The Raiders are leading the league in passes within five yards of the line of scrimmage. So. Those passes are going to be going straight to Jalen Richard. And so I'm really
1: hoping so because I snagged Jalen Richard after. You did. I noticed that.
4: I noticed that. Well, uh, we talk about how, you know, I want to be ahead of the game to where, you know, this is the week to pick up Jalen Richard. But if you listen to Polly Sleepers, you know, we said pick him up last week because I was worried about that Mm -hmm. injury. And um, he's led the team in targets the last two weeks. So that's going to be, I, I think he's the play going forward. But if you need a dart throw for wide receivers, uh, I mean, I, I, I think Jordy Nelson's probably a good pickup. And Jared Cook, who is number five in PPR and tight end rankings right now, you would think that he would continue that rank and maybe get some more consistency. What do you think about that? I mean, Cook's been very hot and cold. Do you think he maybe gets some more consistency with Cooper out? I mean, there should be more consistency. They're not going to be trying to work Cooper into the playbook now,
3: which, I mean, it wasn't really working in that well anyway. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to probably simplify their scheme for the rest of the season um, just because, you know, their playmakers are out, their offensive line is, you know, scraping together to try and find players to get on the field. So um, they're probably just going to simplify everything the line You know, they're starting a third string guard. They're starting rookies on both tackle ends. So um, it's going to be really simple. They're going to be checking down a lot. Jalen Richard's going to be your guy. It's going to be almost like how the Tennessee offense is. Probably. Just very boring, just like no relevance, anything with the team. Not going to take many shots downfield. If they do, it's probably going to be Martavis Bryant. And you saw him drop like five easily catchable balls the last couple weeks. He's
4: really streaky. But I mean, one thing you got to think is. They probably won't be leading many games, no, so I think no. that Jordy Nelson and Jared Cook and Jalen Rashard are going to be um, not maybe league winners or anything, but you know I think very relevant, more so than they are right now. Yeah. I think the one thing going
2: forward to look ahead at would be to see where they play Nelson at, because with Cooper, they were playing Nelson in the slot, um, and Nelson was thriving in that role, so I mean... Uh, Seth Roberts can't play the outside like he's too small to play it so yeah. if they move Nelson to the outside Seth Roberts possibly I mean that's a dart throw play but maybe I mean, more for like but DFS more but something. it's more I think it's more of a Jared Cook and Jalen Richard type offense
1: no this is a uh, no fantasy relevance at all besides the fact awesome. that he's not gelling with his teammates very much uh, Derek Carr and the the crying on the uh after the hit, do you think that's actually something that's real, or is that just a bunch of people trying to blow something up that wasn't actually anything?
3: I I think that's mostly a bunch of BS. I mean, he he was uh, he wasn't crying after he got hit. He like <laughs> made one of those faces like he was in pain, but they got the like perfect picture, oh, and so then they were like, too. "Oh, he's crying." And his teammates <laughs> don't respect like him anymore. Crying. Like, he's a good quarterback, and uh, they all know that he's a good quarterback, but he has no line right now, so no. he's getting sacked. Like crazy. It's Twitter yeah. bullshit. He's becoming uh, his brother.
4: I know, but it's, right. it's still and, fun. And Ben Roethlisberger's backed him up. And uh, also, well, uh, like he, he, the dude broke his back and played the next week. Yeah, he's played right. with a broken finger. Yeah. He's played with a sprayed ankle. It um,
3: dislocated his pinky. was sticking out the side of his hand. He went in the locker room, got it taped up, and then came back out and won the game. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he, has, so, he has a lot of heart. So we he's don't have to question right his system. toughness. Well, I don't. I don't think that he's not in the right system. I think this is his fourth system in five years. Yes. Like he's, yes. and it's the most complicated system he's yeah. been in. So, I mean, he's only been working with John Gruden for five or six months. So yeah. to learn the all the new language that they got, you know, learn the entire playbook. Like it's it's going to take him a year or two at least yeah. to get you know comfortable in this system. So as long as they don't ship him out before you know. Midway through the next season, I will I be happy. Will. So,
4: um, and then we were going to talk about the next level of this is Amari Cooper to the Cowboys. What do you think, Jacks, about um, what Dak can do for Amari Cooper? Um, we picked him up in the yeah. listener league um, because I, I and I've never been a fan because he's so streaky, but I have a feeling he might be in a pretty good situation right now what do you think
2: i mean when you're leading receiver for the cowboys is cole beasley with 34 catches and the next person is ezekiel elliott at 13 i mean yeah this, was, need this was needed but i think it it predominantly makes the cowboys offense better because it's like you, you got a person on the outside that's going to stretch the field going to open more for zeke but i mean like last week like when we were, we were so high on zeke on dfs and season long but it was like the redskins were playing 10 11 man boxes and it's like you can't you can't run on that. So if you can stretch the field, open things more up, I think Cooper Cooper's gonna have. I think he's gonna smash a little bit. So I mean, the good part is he's on a two week buy, um, so he's building that rapport with Dak. So I mean, his first game back is versus uh, Tennessee. He'll be going up against uh, Malcolm Butler, who's who we been talked about, torched.
4: the guy that's like yeah. allowed the most yards yeah. in the last year so. and a half. I think it helps Zeke because, yeah. like he said, you know the, those boxes won't be loaded. There's gonna be a threat. And an interesting stat that I saw was that Derek Carr is bottom three in the league in throwing to tight windows, and yeah. Dak Prescott is top three in the league to throwing to tight windows. And Armari Cooper, that's what he's all about is that contested catch. So, I mean, and they, they've got to get a passing game going. And and even after Tennessee, they're, they're... Tennessee, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and then his last three games
2: of the season. So if you look at your fantasy playoffs, Indy, Tampa, and the Giants.
4: Yeah, the Giants who just... I mean, they fire, so. they're a fire cell. Yeah, and that's the other thing we were going to talk about is you know targeting the Giants here the rest of the season. They just uh, they just traded snacks and they traded Eli Apple. Somebody made a good comment like they're not good with nature. They traded flowers. They traded apple. <laughs> they just don't like all these. Na- but I mean, they're them and the Oakland Raiders are both trading off players, and I yeah. think that the Giants are going to be. They haven't been very good these last couple of weeks, defense wise, and they might they might not be done. They might no. trade Landon Collins too, maybe. Yeah, um, everyone's available. The price is right. Yeah, so you Got know, your
2: little Bob Barker scene right there. The price is right.
4: If you play DFS, target the the team going against the Giants, and yep. and feel good about your fantasy players. If there is a toss-up flex play, and you are looking at, you know, a guy playing the Giants, you know, I think he wins uh, the tie. Um, Sony Michelle is week to week, and we traded away Sony and Michael Thomas to Titus in the Listener League for. Julio Jones to get the uh, Matt Ryan stack and Eric Ebron and I just jokingly told Titus in our group chat that you know I wanted to trade Sony because I'm just worried about his knees they're getting ready to snap and jeez I mean is, <laughs> I, I didn't want that to happen because I love Sony Michelle uh, Georgia Bulldog but he's uh, he got the best case news of the injury as a sprain so he's week to week but it's going to be the James White show and we've been talking about James White for the last few weeks so um, James White's value key Keeps going up if that was possible he's already number six in ppr in rankings right now and he's got maybe a couple games without sony um james white is in the circle of trust uh Jax has talked about this before you know the the players that um that you know brady trusts is edelman and 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 james white and gronk and uh so james white's going to continue to smash um Aaron Rodgers is likely to have his full complement this week with Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison uh, likely coming back. So um, we are going to talk about that here in a little bit, but I think that gives him a huge uh, daily fantasy edge, especially for his price of 6400 So that's DraftKings. Um, Dalvin Cook is going to be out until at least week 11, if you believe everything that's going on outside of the team. This has not been confirmed with the team, but Dalvin Cook is out for this week for sure. They've already announced that. Um, so all my Lat Murray love in August and September has paid off. He had 24 for 155 and one two weeks ago. Last week he had 15 for 69 and two, and he's the starter this week. Um, tough matchup, though. Maybe pump your brakes on Lat Murray a little bit. Um, they play the Saints, who give up 2.9 yards per carry. Best since the 2000 Ravens. Stat. That's
1: insane. Stat of the, the, the day. The Saints don't seem like when I think of the Saints, I don't think of them as a like a strong
4: run stopping defense. I think it's a bit of a smokescreen. I think Is it's it because, because teams have throw to throw on them. But really, yards per carry isn't a smokescreen. I mean that's that's actually that's an actual stat. So I don't know. I mean, I just I wouldn't expect what he's had these last two weeks have just been smash weeks. I wouldn't expect that. He's definitely a start, but I think he moves from you know R B two to flex consideration for this week. Um, The other thing that happened uh, after last week's podcast, we talked about it at the tailgate, was Carlos Hyde to the Jags. um, Insta start value for Nick Chubb, and everybody was clamoring to get Nick Chubb off the waiver wire. And we were also
1: talking about how it was a... a Uh, Premature getting excited about it.
4: Yeah, and then he ended up getting 80 yards and a touchdown. So,
1: Turned um, out well for the people that uh, were able to snag him.
4: And I kind of hedged on Chubb because I said, obviously, he's a good waiver wire pickup. You need a running back, go pick him up. But the reason why I was kind of hating on it was just all of the dynasty rankings that I was seeing, um, like him having more dynasty value than James Conner. Yeah, which is dumb. It's insane. James Conner's probably going to be the starting running back for the Steelers. Joey next year. Bag of
1: Donuts just posted something about uh, James Conner possibly getting traded and Le'Veon Bell staying. And
4: well, that was Pittsburgh. conjecture by a guy. A guy started a really good thread today that said, you know, what if they yeah. trade Conner and keep Bell? And that he, even the guy that said it, knows it's highly unlikely. Right. Um, it was kind of a hot take, but we were talking about it. But, I do like it. I um, like it. Yeah. Um, I, I and I think that. Um, that just some of the trades that I saw for Nick Chubb and some of the stuff that I thought people just like acting like Jim Brown got reincarnated, but (laughs) that team usually has a low end RB one the last several years. So, you know, he's probably a pretty damn good play. Um, they keep somebody in that, you know, RB 10 to 12 range. Um, Melvin Gordon didn't play during the London game. That was a big surprise. Screwed me over, MLB. yeah. <laughs> did he? <laughs> yeah. Um, I told everybody, you make sure you get up early and check the, you know, check your rosters. I wasn't expecting. Did for you that. get up early to check?
3: Uh, I got up early to check, but I didn't even think to check on Melvin Gordon. I hadn't even thought of him being, you know, questionable. Or what yeah. was he like out that? with?
1: Uh, hamstring.
4: Hamstring. Yeah. This dang hamstring. Always the answer. So God. Um, Matt Beretta is a tough motherfucker. Um so he's been playing through like four different injuries but I you know I think he's going to sit here one of these weeks and I think this might be it. I keep calling for Matt Breda to take a break and just because I think I I feel bad for the guy. I think do he really less, needs man. He, do less. He really needs a break. Well you got to uh, do more than that. But um <laughs> if Royce Freeman sits, Lindsey goes from flex to RB2 consideration. And John and I were good. talking about this. Yeah, Lindsey
1: is the one that uh, passes the eye test that yeah. I heard a lot of people talk yeah. about. Because I just watched, he really him. Does. I watched him last week, I think on Mon- the Thursday, the Thursday, Thursday night game. game. Yeah, Thursday night game. And I was like, God, he runs hard and yeah. he looks good. Like,
4: he really, really
1: is. Why and we is Royce about Freeman it, even uh, in the uh, conversation?
4: Because he's good too, but. Not that good.
1: um, Not that good. (laughs) Royce
4: is.
2: The problem, like, I watched that game too. He just. When he finds a hole, he's not exploding through him. Right. And it's like when you watch Lindsey, it's like, damn, Mm, like, he's already to the outside and he's, he's already on the sideline. So, I mean.
4: I mean, well, you know, shout out. We said Lindsay was the pickup of the week, week two. So, um, but I even said then I watched the game, and this isn't you know, this is real. This is real stuff. This guy can really make it happen. But Royce Freeman might sit this week, which makes him even more valuable. Yep. Um, and um, so, like I said, Lindsay goes from you know flex consideration because I've seen a lot of people start him in the flex to to an RB two. Um Lashawn McCoy got a concussion so um well, it's just a concussion it looked like
1: a lower body thing.
4: Well, I don't know like uh, Josh got a great shot of it at the game. We were we were right above him like walking out of the tent and and we posted it. Um but um I I thought it was just a concussion. I don't know. Right. Um, um Cooper Cup I think will sit this week. Um you know, speedy recovery to him. He's my guy. He's my, you know, ride or die. Yeah, I need him year. back.
1: Um, Come on, buddy. <laughs> Rub some
4: dirt on it. Devontae Parker will play this week, but he sucks. Um, So um, Jonathan Joseph at cornerback, I think, will do plenty to get a hold of him. And DFS, I really like the idea of taking a dart throw at Danny Amendola, who had a pretty good week last week. And then even uh, Joaquin Grant, because they have no – Kenny Stills this week and they have no, um, Albert Wilson is, is on the IR. So, um, you know, everybody's talking about Devontae Parker again, God, these Devontae Parker truthers are just ridiculous, but, um, I don't think he's going to do anything. Um, driving Pauly crazy. He, he is Gronk is a big question mark for Monday night football. So you need a backup plan juice. We were talking about how you had, Eric Ebron in that league that you have Gronk, I think you might want to just go ahead and play him. I mean, it sucks because he might play and he might smash, but you can't wait until Monday no. night to find out. Um, or you could just well, keep him in your lineup and, and just even though he's out and he's not playing football.
3: One thing you can do, though, is you can put him in your flex position and that way you can trade him out for any player. At the yeah. end of the, oh, end
4: of the there you day. go. So, there you yeah. go. Put Eric Ebron in the really and put Gronk in the flex. Go from
3: playing
1: Gronk to Charles Clay. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a good call, John.
4: Yeah, good call. And I was trying to throw you a little shade because you started Gronk in the Listener League last week, and uh, I don't want
1: to I don't want to hear about it. I thought I took him out. I just was uh, too focused on getting the podcast t- stuff set up. <laughs> I,
4: Dan uh, Dan was throwing you some shade there. Dan like put up a poll. He was like, Gronk is out. Should I a. Um, Tra- uh, pick somebody up off the waiver wire or B, be- nah, fuck it <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I just thought he was going to make a magical
4: recovery and come back at halftime like Bobby Boucher and win um, the bourbon bowl I, I owe a couple do- dollars to the swear jar um, so it is Fantasy Football Hump Week so power through it, hashtag Hump Week this is an important time of the year yeah. for a lot of folks, like it for is. me it's
1: make or break in the next like week or two it like, definitely I- is I for us in the listener league you're 2-5, and five,
4: right? I am three and two. Uh, I believe that doesn't, that doesn't add up. No, sorry. I think you're two, mm. or maybe you're three and four. I thought you, I thought we were both two and five. Math is hard. No, I, I know <laughs> I've got I know I've got a better
1: better record than Paulie. Um, trade deadline is I'm Tuesday. Three and, three and four. You're yeah. Three
4: and four. The yeah. trade deadline is Tuesday. There's been some rumors about Deshaun Jackson. He's asking for a trade. Um, There's been talks about Demarius Thomas, but the um, team is getting more interest in Emmanuel Sanders. So, um, I I mean, Emmanuel Sanders has been smashing lately. So, if I was a Sanders owner, I would not want him to leave because he can't get any better than he's doing right now. Um, There's news about Shady getting shipped out, and they probably should do it. I mean, that team is completely done. If they can get um, something for him, MJD, Maurice Jones, Drew wrote an article, said that the Ravens, the Eagles. Wait, he's writing? Oh, yeah, for NFL.com. When did this happen? Oh, yeah, for a while.
3: He's been on NFL.com since he retired, I think. Really? Yeah, he's really good. He's really, really good. He he said the
4: the Ravens, the Eagles, the Bucks, and the Seahawks would all be good um, candidates there. There's six teams on a bye week next week in week nine, so I would try to cover them now instead of waiting for everyone else to do it next week. So if you've got extra spots, look and see. Make sure you're you know. See if you need a tight end, quarterback, kicker, do whatever you, do, you, do you need. Do you
1: do any of those like defensive dickhead moves where you pick up somebody because you know somebody that you're playing is going to need that
4: person? Oh yeah, the block. Yeah, the, the block is fantastic. I think you have to. You can also turn block and then. Turn. Yeah, you can also block. What it is it?
3: Is, The roster churn where you pick up every single player at that position. Yeah. So they have to go through waiver claims.
4: Yeah, if you drop them right before the game, then they they have to go through through waivers again. So that's a classic block. Absolutely. Um, I know
1: nothing about any of that, obviously. Uh,
4: So that's it for um, news and notes.
1: So we are uh getting ready to uh figure out how we're going to win some win some money and uh salvage salvage the last week that we just had. Yes. Um we had a rough week. Uh it was close. There was a like once again, I always look at the DraftKings and I'm like, "Dude, we're going to win like 700 bucks." And then it's just like down and down. And down and down and down.
4: Last week was this week. tough. Uh, like, nobody posted winning lineups. No. So, like, I always watch for on Tuesday because I've said it before. I'm like, man, my lineups are doing better than some of these paid content guys are posting winning lineups. This week, my, our lineups did not hit, but I didn't see any. They were just posting NBA stuff. Right. Um, nobody was posting any winning lineups. I think it was a week where a lot of novices um, ended up hitting lucky. because, yeah, it just. Uh, it was an off week. So man. many injuries. Yeah.
2: But I mean when when cash is when cash lineups are one twenty five. Right. Like that's That just shows you
1: that it was an off week. So we're getting ready to win some money. Let's hear about it, Jackson. Yeah, we're gonna win it this week, dude, We're gonna win it. This we're gonna week. redeem ourselves.
2: I mean, it was uh, first of all, I want to th- say thanks to Smiley, um, dudes. A uh, dude's a rock star. I mean, who really good dude, just good friend. Um, thanks for filling me last week. He he brought some good
4: content to yeah. the to the team here the last couple for, weeks too,
2: for sure. But uh, we're gonna get back on track this week, and we're gonna start off with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. That's who we're zeroing in on. Um, he faces the Rams defense um, that ranks seventh in pass DVP. Um, but you are like, okay, like why would you want to play them? but it's like, look at who the Rams have played so far. Arizona, Denver, San Fran, Seattle, and a couple others, but that's four teams in bottom 12 passing not offenses. Not necessarily world beaters no, there. No, not at all. And, I mean, the Rams have lost um, Aqib Tlaib. That's one. That was one of their cornerstone pieces that they signed in the offseason. Marcus Peters is the 100th-ranked um, corner, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, not living up to the hype on that end. But uh, with Rodgers, I mean, I think he's, a, for 6,400, I mean, in a in a game that has a 57 point total. They're 9 point underdogs. There's no way in the world he doesn't he doesn't go off.
4: Well, I'm glad you brought up the totals because, you know, there's 6 out of the 10 games this week on the main slate have yep. a 50 point over under. Now, I don't think the Pittsburgh Cleveland game's going to no. live up to that, but it's kind of looking like it might be like one of those weeks. Well, I remember when all of our lineups were over 200 points? like it's looking like it might be a really
1: high scoring yeah. week and it's just going to take the figuring out which are the guys that are going to be doing that right right yeah i mean
2: that's the that's the biggest thing like I, like the, between the three quarterbacks i'm looking i'm looking at luck jared Goff in the same game versus rogers and then obviously looking at rogers but i mean with, with why i'm looking at him i mean look at what kirk cousins did on thursday night against the rams he went for three ninety three ninety two and three touchdowns um Aaron Rodgers has back-to-back 31-plus DK point games. Um, He's averaging 42 attempts attempts per game. I mean, there's, I mean, honestly, Rodgers should be priced at like 68, 69 for the matchup, and he's at 64. So take the discount while you can. I agree. I agree. Uh, Moving on to running back, um, hedging on Kareem Hunt this week at 7100. Price is too cheap for what his volume has been and what his what how how he's been doing in his outings. Um, Denver's D ranks 28th and and run DVP. And twentieth and run pass catching running backs DVP. The Broncos are allowing 148.1 yards per game on the ground. Um, over his past four four games, um, Hunt has got 29.5 points or more in three out of the, three out of the last four.
1: Cream Hunt is a monster. He's unbelievable.
4: Yeah. Did you see that one play where it looked like he got tackled and then he leapt over that dude? And, yeah. Like, did, did you post that or did yeah, I see that? Yeah, I, was, I posted it because I just was, I was that
1: where he had like the collection of like six or seven plays where it was like, oh my god.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah, I posted his it was highlight only one game. I posted his highlight reel from that game because it was amazing. I, I love Cream Hunt, but yeah. you gotta. We're, we're looking at running backs that are playing at home. Yep. And implied wins. I mean, that's what you want to do because you want that running back in at the end of the game. And that's one thing about DFS this week. Wide receivers are going to be again, you know, the the tough thing to peg because you've got James Conner in an implied win at home versus Cleveland. You got Kareem Hunt in an implied win at home versus. When you Denver. say implied
1: win, does that mean that they're the favorite? That, that, yep.
4: Yeah, that they're okay. going to. Yeah, and then uh, and then carry on Johnson at home versus Seattle. So I think we can do really good at running backs. Yep. Um, do, are we going to play Todd Gurley this week?
2: It's going to be tough. I mean, if you if you can make a lineup that you can fit, I think I think Hunt has to be a staple in your lineup for the price and just the matchup. Um, I agree. The only problem with Gurley is if you so you're paying ninety eight hundred for him, you're you're looking you're lowballing your receiver position. Then um, you're already going to do that at right. defense, but it's like the the sub six k guys on on the receiver end just aren't they don't appeal like they have in previous weeks. So it's
4: juice we've played like girly like the past three or four weeks and he went won three yep. of those weeks but right. not last week but yep. the thing is is like can james connor and kareem hunt both get the 30 point game yep. i think they can i think they can so yeah. i think this Especially week with
1: the, with the the cleveland yeah. Cleveland defense i mean we did talk about it being better than what it was advertised as but for it's, dfs it's still, for, it's still yeah it's still cleveland. like when i went
2: to the i went to the chargers and browns game and melvin gordon i mean he wasn't he wasn't that great catching the ball out of the backfield, so I, mean, I was kind of like, okay, like this might be a game where he can get some things going. But I mean, through the tackles, through the guard, I mean, through the guard position, he just exploited that Brown defense. So I mean, I think it's a better week if you pair up Hunt and Connor together rather than going Gurley and Johnson. I think it's, you, you'll get more.
4: I totally agree. You get what better about, value. Uh, what about wide receiver? There's one that we just it is almost like a must play, just like Gurley. Yep. Yeah, hey, at wide receiver position, I told Paulie this um, two weeks ago during the
2: Green Bay-San Fran game. I was like, hey, when the Packers play the Rams, if Adams is below 8K, he's a guaranteed lock. you got to play him. Um, and that's what we're going to be looking at. Devontae Adams at 7,900. The Rams D ranks eighth in DVP versus the wide receiver one. Already noted that he'll be going up against Marcus Peters, who is the 100th ranked um, cornerback, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, Adams has a 19% um, positive advantage over Peters. Um, since, since week four, Peters has allowed 17 catches for 211 yards and one touchdown. That is with a keep-to-leave out, um, so he's seen a lot more of the top target for the opposing team. The Rams have allowed multiple touchdowns to individual receivers in three out of the past four games. Um, and then Adams' just consistency is incre- incredible. Uh, his game log this year so far go 19.8, 20.4, 16.1, 18.2, 32.0, 38.2. Jesus. Yeah.
1: He just gets it done, man. So, so. is it, so is this uh vaunted Rams defense like are they starting to fall off? What's going on?
2: They're not falling off. It's just like their their front four are so damn good. Like it's like they can put a lot of pressure on the quarterback and get to the quarterback, but their back seven are, they're not great. Their
4: numbers are deceiving because yeah. Marcus Peters is like the, you know, like he keeps saying, it's the he's the 100th ranked guy out of like 120 guys. Yeah. So the, they give up points to the wide receiver one. It's just they end up having a big red number nine next yeah. to their team. But, I mean, when you look at who they the played,
2: they played Oakland. Sorry. Sorry there, bud. Arizona, Chargers, Vikings, <laughs> which we all saw as a shootout, Seattle, Denver, and San Fran. No one out there besides Minnesota. Says like, damn, that was. I mean, obviously Chargers too, but like, damn, those were some really good offenses. So I think just ta- I think focusing on on the on the Rams and Packers game is a smart thing to do. Um, some other receivers I'm looking at. Um, just like I haven't posted the article on Polysleepers.com yet. Um, just some other receivers we're looking at is AJ Green at eight thousand versus Tampa, Ty Hilton at sixty three hundred versus the Raiders, um, Tyler Lockett at fifty two hundred going up against the Detroit Lions, and then Robert Woods in the same game going up against the Packers.
4: Yeah, the Packers have given up like 47% of their fantasy uh, points to wide receivers from the slot. So Robert Woods is a smash play with Cooper Cup out. I also like Chris Godwin, who has scored double digit points in every game, and he's scored uh, touchdowns in four of six games. Um, And he's really cheap at 4,300. Who do we like for tight end this week? And then also, kind of,
2: sorry about that, to follow up with Devontae Adams. He has 14 red zone targets so far on the year that leads the league.
4: Yeah, in receiver position, that's and he has
2: 28 fourth quarter targets. That's what he. That's
4: what you I want. love that. That's, that's re, what I mean that's, that's just a cool like stat. yeah. Do you think a- they're going to be throwing in the fourth quarter versus the Rams? Probably yeah, exactly. And they don't they don't throw the damn they don't they don't run no. the ball. They just throw it. No. Who do we like a tight end? A this tight
2: week? end. We're going back to the Joker. David Njoku at forty six hundred. The Steelers D ranks twenty fourth in DV fee, DBP versus the tight end position. Um, here is the game logs that they've allowed to the tight end position so far. Uh, The Bengals' C.J. Uzama put up six catches for 54 yards. Austin Hooper of the Falcons put up nine catches for 77. The culmination of all the Baltimore tight ends went for 10 catches for 103. (laughs) Tampa Bay's tight ends went for nine uh, catches of 106 106 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey completely destroyed them for seven catches, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. And then Joker played him in week one with Tyrod Taylor. May rest his soul. He had three catches for 13 yards.
4: This is not the same team. This is not the same team. No. The other thing I like uh, is that bake show. since Baker's taken over, Njoku's gotten 10 targets every single yep. week, all three of those games. So. And his game,
2: August, since since he became the starters, 10.2, 12.9, 18.5, and 15.2. Consistency.
4: Smash play. So, um, what do we like for defense? Uh, there's a couple that we've been talking about.
2: Yeah, defense. We're looking at the Chiefs at 2,600. Unfortunately, last week, the cheap defense of the Bills did not pay off. Unfortunately. No, they did not. That
1: was, um, Ooh. yep. As a Colts fan, you loved it. Yeah, I did. That's, that's, that's daily fantasy. That's our, like, yeah. that's our, but
2: since, this is an interesting sack, since, interesting stats. Since Costanzo's come back to the lineup, the Colts have only allowed one sack, right? In that's three games.
1: really nice. Like,
2: that's damn good. That's damn good.
1: Jim Mersey Jim is the one who posted that on Twitter, I saw yeah. too. We <laughs> want
4: really cheap defenses for DFS. Yep. So the Chiefs are uh, cheap, uh, the Steelers are cheap. Yep. And what's nice about those plays is Paulie likes playing the defense with the running back idea being that if your defense creates the turnover, then the next person to get the ball is the running back that you played. So I like hunt with the chiefs against Denver, who's just yeah, yeah at home the chiefs
2: the chiefs average
4: 13. He did yeah,
3: yeah, Denver and then and then
4: James Conner at home versus Cleveland and play the Steelers. So either way we go there I think we should go in one of those in directions. In my opinion I
1: like the Chiefs and hunt better than the Conner Steelers. Just because of the fact that I I I have invested uh some excitement in the cleveland browns like i think uh, they're fun to watch they are so that is one of the rowdiest
2: places to watch a game at dude i I gotta go someday i mean it was okay the walk to park sucks like it sucks ass yeah but the atmosphere just like i mean they do this uh browns chant i mean literally going to a colts game is like going to
1: a peewee football game everybody talks about it we're like we're so quiet like you know, whenever you step out of the, you oh, know, the Colts are step, out, fans, of car, <laughs> step yeah. out of the I car. Yeah.
4: I mean, during that like Chargers a,
2: Browns game, when, um, who was the Antonio Callaway, he missed two touchdown passes from Baker and the amount of MFs that I heard, I mean, it was, I mean, nothing you would hear at a Colts game.
4: So, uh, but yeah, that's our place of the week. Awesome. Let's, uh, do the listener league breakdown and then we're going right. to call Jeff.
1: Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen. So, so I'm going back to, uh, and I haven't previewed this song yet. So, hopefully, it works. Um, but yeah, we're doing the uh, the breakdown of the Listener League. So, uh, be prepared.
4: What? Sorry, that's, and my bad. that's happening in just a second, guys.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the uh, Juice of the Morning Listener League Breakdown. Juice of the Morning against Dan Barlow. I thought I was playing uh, Monday American all week, but that's not exactly who I was playing. I lost a close one, ninety nine to 119. Not very close, but uh, maybe if I would have started somebody in Gronkowski's spot, we would have had a chance. Jersey Shores, Rejects, and uh, Mahomes in my neighborhood, the closest matchup of the week. Jersey Shore rejects takes that 144 to 143. Sorry, guys. I I wish I would have actually paid more attention because I bet that was a win in the end. Squirt or the Monday American and Trade Happy Wilson. Man, the Monday American just cannot get his team going. He uh, lost 84 to 132, and Trade Happy Wilson just. He, he's, he's going on a run, and I don't know what to do about it. We I don't think we have any chance to stop him. Um, we have Paulie Sleepers against Dylan Bolden. Lost another close one, Paulie, one twenty 120 to one twenty-seven. He is seven and zero. He's looking like the juggernaut that all of us are scared of. Brian Titus and AJ Green's Red Rocket, one hundred fifty-eight points scored by Brian Titus's team to one hundred and four by AJ Green's Red Rocket. Brian Titus also looking unstoppable currently. Very low, uh, very not a great record though, but. What I'm looking at right now is the team to beat is clearly Brian Titus and Dylan Bolden. Bolden, Bolden keeps finding ways to win at 7-0. and Bottom of the barrel is me and the Monday American. I'm admitting it, guys. I'm not doing too hot in this league. Uh, Trade Happy Wilson, though, has turned into a contender. And I can't wait to see all of you
4: on the virtual gridiron next week. That is it. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, let me plug in so we can call Jeff. You want to pause it? All right, on the phone we have Jeff Fiddler, who is a listener league member, and I've known Jeff for a long time. He's also the commissioner of uh, what I call my league of record, um, the Russian Roulette League. Uh, Jeff, thanks for calling in tonight. How are you, buddy? Hey, you're doing great. How's it going, guys? Oh, very, very good, man. Very good. Um, are you on speakerphone?
0: Uh, I am. Is it coming back?
4: Yeah,
1: does a, it work it's just, better? If he it's doesn't? just a little bit distorted, so I would yeah. suggest is that you. Yeah, better? There you go. Perfect. Yeah,
4: yeah, I could tell that you switched to speaker or something. Um, we just went that through Sorry about that. No, th- we just went through um the what happened last week in the league and uh one of the reasons why I had you on is cuz uh you uh play the Polly Sleepers team this week and uh you started out yeah. great but you're uh I mean, we can't win a game. Um, <laughs> but you are uh, you've lost 3 in a row, is that right? Four in a row. Four in a row. Oh no! Jeff has Patrick Mahomes, yeah. the number one quarterback, and Todd Gurley, the number one running back. So how are you? How are you not yeah. winning these games? Are they are they close? So
0: uh, yeah, Ju- uh, Juice got me in Week Four by three points. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> in Week uh, Week Six, I lost to Trey City, the City Bowl. Um, lost by two points in that. I think we both scored like in the in the upper 30s. And then uh, last week, the worst team in the league decided to make an appearance <laughs> and uh, beat me by one point. And he, he we got were, his like, first win, right? Yeah, uh, no, it was his second, uh, second win. Second win. Um, yeah, but he uh, yeah he got me by one point in the uh, upper one forty. You guys so were in the 140s so you, you were I the just, second
4: highest I'm, scorer last week, and you lost. Yeah, oh, uh, we're, we, uh, we all feel that pain, man. That is so tough. Yep. One, I'm just, one uh, point. People
0: are teeing off on me.
4: <laughs> so so how late how late in the uh,
1: the games did he get you by the one point? Was it was it early on, and you guys uh, were able to? It,
0: it was not. He actually had the lead and. I had Patrick Mahomes playing on Monday night and he scored 40 points and he needed 42 for the win.
1: Can oh I can I God. can I give you just so, a, can, let me give you a rundown of Fiddler's scores and act like if if you saw these you would not imagine that you could lose with these scores. He had 40 points from Mahomes, 30 from Gurley, 31 from Marlon Mack, and then it goes to 18 from TY Hilton
4: and then 10 from Chris Godwin. Like, he had three guys blow up and still lost. That is <laughs> yeah.
1: the, the defense. It's, the uh, defense did get you as well with starting the Buffalo uh, Bills against the Colts.
0: It did that zero. So yeah, the win was on the bench. I definitely left uh, all all of these. The four losses, all of them, um, the wins were left on the bench.
1: Oh, me, that's so. tough. But I mean if you look at if you look at Jersey Shore rejects, I mean his team finally did come to play. He had Flacco with twenty three, Kenyon Drake with nineteen, Yeldon with seventeen, Stephon Diggs eleven, Devin Funches eighteen, Zach Ertz twenty two, Deion Lewis twenty one, and the Carolina defense with thirteen. He See, didn't he didn't have any single digit players. He didn't
4: have anybody blow up, but they all scored like fifteen to twenty points. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: And all those players are all the ones that all of us have, uh, you know, put on waivers just because they haven't been doing good. And all of a sudden, they all just showed up for him.
4: Exactly. Well, and that's the he's had the number one waiver priority, so he's one man's trash is he another just, man's treasure. Just snagging them up. So we were talking about, right. you know, Dylan, who beat us last week in a close game, is seven and zero, and Russell Wilson. Uh, his name isn't Russell, but no. I call But Wilson is right. five, five and two. And uh, yeah,
0: he won five in a row.
4: Yeah, he's he's won five in a row. You and Josh are both look. Uh, your teams look good, but you've lost a couple games. Titus, I think, looks better than what his record is. Who? I mean, have you looked at this? Who Who, who do you think really is scary? Because to me, Dylan's team is not a joke at all.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, the 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 guy on top. It's it's definitely he's rolling through the league, um, for sure. Uh, he was he was my two point loss which I was really hoping to actually put his first loss uh, on his books. But um, he, he's he's good, but Titus is uh, probably, in the beginning, the most underrated. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Titus's uh,
1: team is the team to beat right now.
0: Um, he's actually scored uh, more points than uh, anybody else.
4: Right, wow. Um, and,
0: and has had uh, more points scored against him than anybody else. He's at 988-4 and 973 against, and right. he's just – Hit, and if he gets that.
4: Sony Michelle back healthy, um, I mean, mm-hmm. I tr- we traded him, Michelle and Michael Thomas. So, you know, uh, Josh was talking about that. He was like, man, I don't like... Titus's, the way Titus's team looks now that you've traded with him. and it's, uh, His team looks really, really his good. His team does look really good. Right but what Dylan did, yeah. I mean, th- this, is, this is what sucks. So being an analyst, last week Mitch Trubisky was my pickup and stream of the week. My opponent in uh-huh. the Listener League had already picked up Mitch Trubisky, started him against me, and he got 40 points. So right. this week Dylan picked up the Pats defense at home, Monday Night Football, against Buffalo. He also picked up Car- uh, Cortland uh, Sutton, which we've been talking about. If there is a trade and, and Emmanuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas goes away, that guy's yeah. that guy's value goes up. So I think Dylan's got some vision, and, and that's why I'm worried about that team. Not necessarily just the record, but just the moves I see him making. But obviously, Titus's team looks good. Um, Wilson is right up there. He's been winning. He's won five in a row. Um, your team, obviously, with Patrick Mahomes and Todd Gurley, should be a force, So you would think that the ship would ride itself here pretty soon. We're,
0: we're, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, uh, I'm hoping people stop getting their best game against me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, uh, yeah, it, hopefully everything should start connecting and all that. Um,
4: well, I got I do, news for you, man. We're going to have our best week against you this week and give you another. I'm
0: sure you are. <laughs> well, you, I think I think your guys' best week was the first one you guys had. That's and, true. Week one uh, we did. And they just fizzled out. <laughs> it totally
4: did. Week one we blew up. But I like uh, David Johnson moving forward. He doesn't play a uh, – he plays one bottom uh, defense, like bottom half defense for the rest of the season and they're ranked like 14th everybody else he plays is in the is in the you know is in the worst half um i I like that we got the julio jones and matt ryan stack um we got michael thomas we got tyreek hill we've got james white who's blowing up i mean i think we'll be all right um is there other stuff about the league that you had noticed that you wanted to talk about
0: um, other than, uh, I'm pretty scared that I'm going to get my fifth loss in a row this week for you guys.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, it's make or break it for us because I mean, it, you know, at two and five, at two and five, you know, we might be already out of the playoffs anyways. Uh, but, uh, definitely cannot no, lose this not, week.
0: Not really the case. You start, uh, you start connecting and stuff like that and get a couple wins.
1: We just got to um, get. We just got to get everyone, trade Happy Wilson back down to like right. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: everyone, everyone in third place and, and lower. I mean, everyone's got a shot as right now. I mean, we're all sticking kind of close.
4: Definitely. Um, I mean, Dylan's running away with it, but we need one of those other teams to fall off. Like, like Juice has said. Like, if Wilson fell back down, then one of us could take his slot Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, is the league that I'm in with you that's what like 8 years 9 years now
0: Uh, we we we're on uh, 8 years now
4: so, like, we talk on the on the podcast a lot about how to make fantasy football fun. And, and for people that play in a bunch of different leagues like me, one of the things that's fun is all the leagues being different. And I think that, you know, the Russian Roulette League, the one that you're commissioner of, I think that is definitely the most fun league for me just because of all the rule changes that we've made. Like, talk about, like, what makes your league different and what people can do. Um, first of all, we vote on everything. I mean, I think yes. that's the best thing that happens. If if somebody has an idea, we put it up for a vote, and we vote on it, and, and then we try it out. And so far, that's really made the league very special.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a democracy league. Um, anything you know, anybody can come up with, um, we try to get it to a vote. Um, I usually like to hear some of the votes uh, first before we actually go through them because there are some people that um, – you know, just throw in some crazy stuff, and it's like, no, that's never going to happen. We
4: usually wait you for know. a second. We usually wait for someone to second right. the vote <laughs> to, to put it on the floor. But one thing right. we do is um, you only have to start one running back. So talk about that.
0: Yes. The, yeah, the one running back, uh, that was decided probably, I think it was about four four years ago, four or five years ago. Um, we, the NFL started going to more of the scat backs and having uh, like a uh, running back by committees. So. With that, like if you didn't get the top, you know, four people, um, you, you were just stressing the whole time. Um, it, it wasn't a plug and play, you know, for everybody. Um, so, with, with wide receivers, and there's so many of them, um, and there's so many injuries on running back. You know, they only last so long. Um, but with the wide receivers and the tight ends, there's a little bit, you know, more more flex feel. Um, Right there that you can grab if something happens or anything like that. So it kind of makes it a little more fun for everybody as opposed to like you know five people just stressing and stressing and stressing on running backs because there's none out there other than little scat back ones.
4: And when you talk about the flexibility, that's what I like about it the most. I mean, you only have to start one running back, but you could start up to three. You have to start two wide receivers, but there's two flex positions, so you can start start up to four four wide receivers. You can also, if you have to, play two tight ends and any combination of all those.
0: There's a couple people during the draft. uh, There's two of them uh, in particular that uh, definitely um, try to snag those uh, two two of the top probably five um, tight ends right off the bat.
4: To Um, to just screw everybody else. Kelsey
0: Ertz, right. They'll go Kelsey Ertz, you know, Gronk Ertz, Gronk Rudolph. Like, trying to get, you know, at least the top eight um, of those just because they know they can play them. And if they're matched up good, um, you know, you can throw them in. And then, plus, you still have a a good one in case, you know, you have Gronk that gets hurt always.
4: And it makes it Um, hard for other people to get a tight end because – Teams right. are drafting two right off the bat, and the other thing we did is we got rid of defense and kickers gradually. Two,
0: two ID, two IDPs is what we're rolling right now. That that got voted in a little awkwardly. I don't think a lot of people uh, kind of knew what they were getting into. Um,
4: I snuck that in on everybody like on draft day, man, and. Cool. Uh, but i mean you we did. got rid of kickers yeah. and we added an idp and last year we got rid of defense and added another idp so there's no kickers yeah. no defense it just it, it makes the league really interesting that there's so much flexibility in your roster i think it really advantages me to be honest because i mean i don't think those guys have figured out that three pass catching running backs is the way to go right it's so the way I, so I mean, these guys are like, like oh i an only answer. have to start one running roster, back they really to. should be starting three <laughs> right
0: Right. If if you look at mine, I mean, I'm always going, you know, more of the running that like Chris Thompsons and stuff like that. However, all those guys are more injury prone than than some of the just uh, the guys that just you know run through the tackles and stuff like that and get their yards because they're catching the ball out out um, you know in the slots and stuff like that and just getting lit up um, as soon as they catch the ball. So right. a, lot of, a lot of the uh, a lot of those uh, catching running backs, which is great that we can play everything, but you kind of need a little bit more of those because eventually they're all going to get hurt sometime in a year. Right. Um, You need
4: to stock up on them. That's why I always draft like eight running backs. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then the other thing that makes that league really interesting is that we've got like a 24-7, 365 chat chat that's in a text thread, and it it went all year this year. I mean, it was was February, March, April, May. There's – Every yeah. day, there's there's dozens of texts, and there's always smack to be talked. There's always NFL to be talked. You guys kind of started yep. that with the listener league, but I just can't keep up, man. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's hard to it's hard to keep up, Juice. There's a. Uh I mean, sometimes you wake up and there's you know 200 messages because three people just went at it all night long, and you're like, do I need to read them or should I just skim through and see what they're talking about if it has nothing to
1: do with what I'm interested in? Just yeah.
4: Sometimes we get off topic. Me and Dan will stay yeah. up drinking and we'll start getting I'm, off I'm very, topic. I'm a
1: very big skimmer. Yeah, so I miss a lot. You
4: <laughs> have to, but it makes it makes the league very very interesting because that thread does not go away. I mean, I guarantee you, there's not a 48 hour period in the last. Three hundred sixty-five days where some a text wasn't sent, right. so it's always at the right. top of your feed. It makes it really, really cool, and uh, that's well, why I think you have the are, best the way, league.
0: The, yeah, the, I I think so. I mean, we we got people that want to get in it, and nobody wants to get out of it. So um,
4: right. that's a good sign.
0: I'm kind of happy the way we turned it. You know what we've turned it into and stuff like that. Uh, we are a three keeper league. Um, you get one free with your buy-in and all that, and then you got to pay for the other two if you decide you want them. So there's a chance and you can keep them for 2 years. So there's a chance that you can build, you know, up to maybe a 3 year kind of dynasty going on and then keep it rolling as long as you know how to pick people like you do, Paulie,
4: <laughs> Um where
0: they're going right. to they're going to show up and they're going to be in the top first second round and you got them in the fifth or sixth the last time.
4: And and um, there was a dynasty a few years ago. Ross won it 3 years in a row. I'm looking to start a new dynasty because I won it last year and I've got Kamara and Hunt and Julio and Juju all rolling again. But that's what makes it real interesting. You draft a guy, you can keep him for two more years, and then he goes back into the player pool. So there's always this strategy on whether you want to keep your players. Or like last year when when Le'Veon Bell and Antonio, Bell, uh, Antonio Brown went back into the player pool, then there were people that didn't want to keep because they wanted their chance at drafting those guys. So there's just a lot of strategy involved. And um, I did want to talk about that because we always talk about, you know, things you could do to make your league fun. And I think that we've done a lot of cool things to make uh, your league one of them, fun. One,
0: one thing that I would add would be um, what we do. And, and it helps that, you know, we talk to each other throughout the whole year and everything like that. But we actually know where our draft position is two months in advance of our draft.
4: Yes. Um,
0: we we do it through the actual NFL draft. Um, we all get, um, you know, a player of the top 10 prospects that are going to go. And whoever goes first is your first. Um, yeah, that's your first pick. And then second, third. Uh, the first year we did it, um, there was actually two people that was top 10 prospects. They didn't even get. Picked on the first night of being an NFL
4: draft. Yeah, because it was they actually, projections. They, they had to wait. That's hilarious. Yeah, but
0: from the projections, they had to wait. Yeah,
4: but that's how we tie For the, the real NFL draft into our fantasy draft. We pick what it more we think the top ten picks are. You all get one of those guys, and then when Derwin James gets picked number seventh, and that means you're the seventh. That's cool. I you know, like that a lot. You're the, you pick seventh, so it just gives us another who reason to watch. That was me. In knowing,
0: in knowing who. You know, what, the, or sorry, and knowing what position you're actually picking a couple months in advance, it's, it's really nice because we can all, like, you know, kind of figure out, ooh, is that guy really going to keep this guy because he's picked two? You know, he has a chance for Gurley. So, yeah, it makes, really the, it makes keep the keeper strategy, strategy definitely differently.
4: It, it makes yeah. the keeper strategy different. Um, well, um, no, so,
0: but if you know the guy that's, you know, Keenan Allen, uh, Demarius Thomas, or not, not Demarius Thomas, Keenan Allen, uh, Michael Thomas, and uh who else is it? Devontae and, Adams. Yeah. And he has a chance for Gurley at two. I don't think you give up keeping those three you
4: know to go to that two spot right right it totally changes your strategy okay. um well thanks for calling in man good luck this week i'm keeping my fingers crossed um <sighs> we'll be rooting
1: i will be rooting for you i don't know if Polly will be yeah juice wants me Thank to
0: you. lose so you. he keeps
4: that gives him a better chance <laughs>
0: well i i hope it's an hellbiter. i hope it's another close one Probably will in be. for for all these but i hope that it just tilt my way a little more than yeah. it has been so. well
4: i appreciate you calling in man and uh you kissed those babies for me uh jeff you're one of my best friends in the whole world man i love you and uh thanks for calling in
0: love you too man thanks for having me on guys also thank one.
1: you for listening <laughs> no,
0: th- absolutely
1: juice all right man peace out have a nice. good one thanks
4: you too you mentioned that There's a special contest this week for the Listener League sponsored by Wilson, the Listener League member. Love it. And uh, he uh, gave me this, uh, he just gave me a a text today and said, Hey, I'd like to do. (laughs) Um, a <laughs> we're calling Jeff again. <laughs> I, would, no, I
1: was wanted to get the uh, cord from here. I, I would
4: like to. I didn't know what you were asking for. You're just pointing at things. <laughs> um, he wants to have a special midway um, contest. So the the person that has the most points this week gets a year subscription to ESPN the magazine, and Wilson's going to buy it. Um, So if he gets the top score this week, he'll carry it on to next week. I told him he didn't have to do this, but he loves this league, and he just wanted to do something fun. So thanks, Wilson. And um, the Listener League member that scores the most points this week gets uh, ESPN the Magazine for a year. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's like an exciting... (laughs) Yes. Special
1: content. Yes, it is Let's awesome. Go. Thanks, Wilson, man. Let's you're go. awesome. I appreciate it, Wilson, man. I give you guys, I give you a lot. of, uh, I talk a lot of smack because you know you had a really crazy team to start with, but uh, you're proving your you're proving your worth and you're proving your metal in this uh, fantasy football uh, game. So we are moving on to to uh, the buy low and sell high, John. So you ready for this? Yep. Let's go. Is this-
3: See. I
0: don't want no scrub, the scrub game. Get no love from me everything died in the house I'm I got scared I dropped my hot pocket
1: Who is the hot pocket that we're dro- we're dropping this week
3: Well uh the guys are going to be able to uh sell I mean, high, sell I guess high, not I guess. My not, bad. not drop but my bad. Uh, um my sell high picks this week are Marlon Mack he's coming off a 30 point game um not sustainable but somebody might
1: bite so um I would be the be guy to, to bite. bite on that Yeah you yeah, got I'm some Colts, right Colts guys around and here would definitely get some uh... <laughs> if somebody wanted to trade me Mac I think I would take it
4: I'm yeah. with you on that man because I you know I said in the in the off season that I don't think he's built for the workload and so, um, you know, there won't be many games like this. I think there might be another positive game script this week against the Raiders, um, unfortunately for you. Maybe. And and he might have another big game, but uh I I totally I'm I'm all over that, man. I, I think that uh Marlon Mack had a monster week, probably his best week of the year.
3: Yeah. Um the Colts don't usually play well when they come down to Oakland, so I don't know, we'll see how that game goes. Uh, that's they, tough. Wait,
4: it's tough. It's a tough yeah. that's a tough Except traveling.
1: Uh, maybe they, they may have still lost, but they they, they broke took, their card's leg. They, they yeah, took your but guy out. they still got whooped on. Yeah. <laughs> I love how upset he
4: is, still is about that game. Yeah,
3: it's broke. That was Christmas it's Eve. Broke. It ruined my Christmas. So <laughs> it's broke. It's broke. It's broke. <laughs> yeah, it was broke. <laughs>
4: I love Derek Carr by the I
1: way. I wish I had like a little like twig snapping sound. I, <laughs> I love address. Derek Carr by the way. So
4: um,
3: <laughs> the other option I'm going with this week is going to be John Brown. He had a huge game again. Um, not sustainable, not consistent. But um, how many good games he does, has he had? He has two two games over twenty points. But so, that's it. Yeah. And but yeah. he's a, he's
4: a solid RB two right now. But it's it's solid wide, it's re- wide receiver. Or, or, <laughs> solid solid wide receiver too. But uh, he. Uh, is very sporadic but for his, sure.
2: His schedule yeah. going forward, though, is super nice. I mean, in the fantasy playoffs, he plays Kansas City, Tampa, and the Chargers.
4: Well, feel free to stomp on. We did it last week, man. You weren't here. We were stomping on John's picks last week. And okay. uh, uh, so feel free. Uh, I like John. Brown, Jackson says, don't sell John, uh, John uh, Brown. Um, so who are you buying low on?
3: Um, Buy lows this week. Uh, Greg Olson. He is coming back. Obviously, everybody's in need of tight ends. He hasn't been producing yet. I think he's still you know, recovering he a little bit. What's coming back from? His injury. I mean, he's played Foot. two games. Foot. So, like, he's still recovering. I think he's still getting his feet wet, yeah. kind of. But uh, he's still going to be a good tight end play, like, coming down, that, down the stretch. So... Um, I say you could probably buy low on Greg Olson right now. People are probably not happy with the production so far since he's been back from the injury. They've been waiting on him. So,
1: Do you think people would uh, have dropped him by now, or is he pretty much owned?
4: And no, leagues? you really can't with the tight end position. Yeah. You, if he's, you've got Olson, you stashed him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said to stash him, so I like that you're saying to buy low on him because that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with me saying stash him a couple weeks ago.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other buy low is Andy Dalton. Um, he, he's coming off a terrible game, but he's got a really good matchup this week against the Bucks defense, who just gives up loads of points against everybody. So yeah, Andy
4: Dalton
1: uh, let me down last week. You know. You're kidding there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, what a fool. I mean,
4: he was a tough one last week. Low. Um, we we kind of did you know come over the top of some of your picks last week, and I got to tell you, one that uh, definitely worked out was Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, um, yeah, a hundred. Uh, hundred yards and a touchdown. Um and you were saying buy him. He load. was saying buy I him. Buy um Keenan Allen on a killer matchup did not do much. So I I said, you know, like this is a week that Keenan Allen's going to have a Keenan Allen week and he did not. So that was a good uh sell high on your case too. Um, two, two on
3: my picks last week. <laughs> yeah,
4: and but you know obviously the you know the by uh, the uh by uh Marshawn Lynch um, you know, I warned didn't you last week. Well, I warned you last week he, he was, was hurt. Right. You didn't know. Yeah. And then Alshon Jeffrey did another Alshon Jeffrey game. Yeah, so Lord. I think that yeah, is enough. definitely one to hold on to. Um, that offense is designed, I think, to to you know have plays for him. So um, you know that's uh, that's the way this fantasy football stuff goes. You know, we are prognosticators, and sometimes we prognosticate good yeah. stuff, and sometimes we don't. Um, but um, I like I like all your ones this week for sure. What did the score end up for the uh, Tennessee Titans game? It was tw- it was oh, it was close. It, it was, was twenty uh, to nineteen. Twenty to nineteen. So I
1: went real low on the score, but I was still pretty close on the uh, margin of win.
4: Yeah, you said that, but I mean. Uh, uh, the Titans lost, right? Yeah, right. Mike Rebel he went yeah. for two. You guys were saying that the Titans might have this crazy Titans game, and they did compete. Well, the going um, for two, man. I it's one of those things. You're
1: either a hero or you're yeah. the you're the uh, the the biggest idiot in the world. I love
4: going for two. There, I, do I, it. Yeah, I, I don't two gives a shit. Otherwise, you're you're just a pussy. Yep. I, I like I like that play. I would say buy low on Stefan Diggs, who had two off games and. uh, 10 targets uh, two weeks ago and 14 targets last week. He's on pace for 167 targets this year. So, um, if somebody's getting frustrated with Stefan Diggs, um, I would say pick him up. And then I mentioned a little bit earlier David Johnson, who for the rest of the season only faces one team that's in the top half and run defense. The, the rest are all bottom half run defenses. So I think David Johnson turns around. Um, but, uh, these are all long-term uh, viable things, so we'll see what happens. And it
1: is—I mean, it is a pivotal moment for a lot of people. I mean, they, there's no chance that there's some people that feel like they have no chance, but you still have a chance. Do this is mean, the, if you can get it going now. Do any of you chance. guys
3: have trade deadlines in your fantasy leagues?
4: Oh yeah, most of them, and and one of them—I I say it's Elmo the League. It's, league have one? Um, yeah, but it's not for several weeks. Yeah. And in my same on Elmo league, it's this week. I think in Jeff's league, it's in a couple weeks. What's um, the standard? The whole idea it's it's to have it before the playoffs because the later it is, the more that increases the chances of somebody maybe doing a, a collusion. And, yeah, yeah, a collusion type trade. So usually in, it's week ten or eleven, somewhere around there. I had
3: somebody in my league last
4: week try to sell Julio Jones for twenty dollars and we yeah.
1: had
3: to veto that. Veto $20? that like, Veto that and kick his ass bad. out of the league. Real
4: money. <laughs> yeah, like, veto that and he's was, not in the league anymore. Was that's he how looking I for like, a
1: pack of smokes and like, a I know, he was just, couple of 40s? His team, team sucks standing. and he was looking for... Some, yeah, that's bullshit. He was
4: trying to get
3: his buy-in back. He, I mean, everybody had to pay 50 bucks to be in. And who is this? Bullshit. Is this somebody I know? Uh, no, it's not anybody okay. you know. But, I was going to say, what a uh, bitch. I got more mad at the guy who accepted it because we were all talking in the group message. We were like uh no don't do that like we're not cool with that and then uh
1: go ahead and ven me venmo me like 20 that's what blacks. he said <laughs> he said check the venmo
3: the guy who accepted <laughs> it was like check your venmo there's 20 bucks that's and then insane they tried to put it through he was trading uh julio jones for some like third string wide receiver and i was obviously we all had to get on there and veto that So how has, real
1: real quick real quick real quick how many times have you had somebody try to tank and do that
4: um, no, but that's the only situation where I say veto a trade. They have votes on Twitter all the time. Do you veto this trade? And the answer is always no, unless it's obvious collusion. And if somebody tried to sell a player right now because they're going to lose, um, there's no way I would play fantasy football with that player ever again. There's no way. <laughs> I wouldn't I ta- even think about it. I take this way too seriously, but I don't think you have to take it too seriously to see that that's bullshit.
1: Right. All right. So so that's, that's buy low, uh, sell high. Let's see what we're gonna do. He was with. selling. He was selling high. Like, he was selling, selling. Yeah. really selling. Yeah, but we're yeah, gonna go into start to bring sit the price down to ten bucks too. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to start sit and trash or stash. Real quick, biggest assholes playing that at the end of the night at the bar.
4: Oh, I know. <laughs> if you go to that place in Greenwood, those guys will they do that all the time. time. Oh, they? I know. They just think it's so oh, funny. It's not funny. Um. So, who are we dropping? Who are we picking up? And who are we stashing for later? uh Drop Joe Flacco. Drop Blake the Snake Bortles. Drop Buck Allen. He had a great run there at the beginning of the year. He was cracking the RB one character uh, category. <clears throat> But that was unsustainable. Um, I think Carlos Hyde is going to be a drop here really soon if Leonard Fournette comes back. You've got to watch and see what happens there. If Fournette goes on IR, then he becomes very viable. But if Fournette comes back, Hyde is not – he's going to be kind of – I think he's just kind of an insurance policy against – that uh Fournette play so i don't think his value is going to be anything or maybe try to trade him right now that might be a good trade candidate too. is uh, Fournette
3: is reminding me right now a lot of uh darren mcfadden
4: yeah back in the day annoying
3: it's, it just gets in nagging with, with hamstrings and High ankle, Soft, tweaks, lots like. of soft
4: tissue injuries. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Is is Larry Fitzgerald droppable? Well, he scored last week and got like he's,
1: 14 he's, points. He's had, so, two, he's had two weeks of 14 points. The rest are all single digits.
4: Yeah, I mean, I said drop him a couple weeks ago, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, but um, there is a new situation now. A new offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, is the coordinator now. They do have a good... <laughs>
1: didn't ever think i'd see him on an nfl field again that
4: is not a joke he's on the sideline i don't know why
1: that made me laugh so bad it did it did uh, did make you laugh i just i just i can never forget byron Leftwich. like i used to play nfl blitz and like i loved him on nfl blitz
4: right he was a jag right yeah um so, Royce Freeman, I'm a truther, but he's coming up on Dropsville, especially if he doesn't come back from his injury too good. Um, uh, Phillip Lindsay has taken control of that team. <clears throat> Jamal Williams is a drop. Corey Davis has had one good game, guys. Haven't you been saying to drop Corey Davis well, for a while? Well, like I said a few weeks ago, if they keep being rostered i'm going to keep saying it and he's owned in like 71 percent of leagues it's absolutely ridiculous maybe the people that listen to paulie sleepers have dropped him though so so that's
1: that 30 percent
4: yeah i won't i won't i won't i won't name him anymore
1: 30 percent of all people playing fantasy football were listening to this right we'd be getting paid to do this we would we would and it's probably
4: not three percent uh kenny stills is droppable chester rogers with uh with ty back is droppable Pierre Garcon and Jamison Crowder. I'm going to mention this because um, they're owned in 40% of leagues. It's really ridiculous. I mean, neither one of these guys are doing anything. People just believe in those guys, I think. (coughs) Um, So those are the drops. Um, In the stash category... Um, So
1: Stash means if you're a new listener, we're keeping these guys for later on in the year.
4: Yeah, these are guys that I think can have some relevance coming up. And if you're in a deeper league or a league with a big bench and you can afford it, these are players that I think are worth um, a speculation pickup. Not necessarily pick up and play this week. Um, uh, In deeper leagues, if Baker Mayfield's out there, he's still out there. I would pick him up. And um, Dak, with Amari Cooper coming back, and also Dak has been running the ball more. He almost set like a like a record uh, a couple weeks ago for uh, rushing for, uh, I think, a Cowboy. But still, Um has been running the ball. He's got somebody to throw to. I think he's a speculative add. I think Tyrell Williams on the bye this week. He's coming off of uh, a two-touchdown and a 100-yard and one-touchdown performance. Um, Ed Dixon coming off of IR. For um, the Seattle Seahawks
1: Yeah two weeks in a row Dak Prescott has had a rushing touchdown
4: Yeah yeah so that's huge I mean that's big big upside um, Ed Dixon with the tight end landscape The way it is Seattle's um, lineup is uh, Their schedule is very favorable coming up And they really haven't had a tight end To throw to since uh, That one guy went down uh, I can't even remember that guy's name Remember that tight end that was blown up in the first couple weeks He got hurt Yeah exactly Yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's stellar fantasy football knowledge right there Right, right That
1: guy that we don't know his name
4: But he was just so like Literally like He was just so relevant for like two weeks I mean nobody knows who he is oh, uh, Will Seahawks. Disley Will Disley yeah, yeah. There yes. it is And there no is. one's done anything and you guys
1: played him in Daily Fantasy too
4: Yeah, nobody's done anything since Will Disley's left. So Ed Dixon might be a good stash If you've got room Or if you've got an IR spot You could stash him put it in an IR spot um, Elijah McGuire's a stash now with, uh, Bilal Powell is bull, on, bull. he's on the IR. So Bilal Powell was the, uh, was the pass catching running back. So will Elijah. And as pa- Powell gets put on the IR, Uh-oh. Elijah's coming off the IR and he might play in a couple weeks. <coughs> we were, me.
1: we were all excited about Naeem Hines. Is he droppable?
4: Yes. With Marlon Mack back and healthy. Absolutely. Sorry. I'm, um, I was going back to drops. That's when they do on the fantasy footballers. They're like asking for a friend and they're really like doing it for their, <laughs> for their own league. Uh, hey, I know you're,
1: you I don't have a lot of time during the week. You're to drop dropping to them right this. now. Right. Um,
4: Cortland Sutton is worth a speculative ad. Like I said, if Tamarius Thomas or Emmanuel seniors go out of town, he'll be an immediate, uh, wide receiver too. And, uh, so that's it for the stashes. I and, got, uh, I got one more. Yeah, you, go for you know, it. I want
3: to keep an eye on, um, It's uh, Dwayne Harris for the Raiders. He Mm -hmm. um, is going to be, like, the third guy because Seth Roberts is still going through concussion protocol. Um, So Dwayne Harris is probably going to be the third starter there. He had a game during the preseason where he went off for three touchdowns. So he has big playability, and, like, he's really agile, sneaky as a kick returner. So I don't know, if they're still throwing the ball five yards down the field he can you know make some things happen you might want to keep an eye on
4: him they they were gonna um maybe uh, make him a a kick return punt return guy and then um and then have him out there on three wide receiver sets so that's a good one and especially with cooper going we don't know where the targets are going to go now so it could go to somebody out of nowhere Mm -hmm. um so i like that one especially Um, in deeper leagues especially in deeper leagues yeah a lot of these are deeper league ads if you don't have the you know the the bench spots to pick up. The other guy I was going to talk about is Raheem Mostert from. Uh, <laughs> Never heard that name before. <laughs> um, he's pretty new to me too, Josh. Uh, 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 Justin, <laughs> hey, um, I'm
1: not your best buddy that you just talked to on the phone.
4: Um, but um, with oh, no, uh, that was Jeff. My bad. B- with Bereda getting hurt <laughs> so much, uh, I think Mostert could be a good pickup, and he had like 12 carries for 73 yards the other week. And um, Alf hasn't been playing. So it's been Mostert when Beretta's not out there. So Alfred Morris isn't even the RB2 there. So Mostert's a good pickup because Beretta just stays hurt. Um, The ad of the week, and we did pretty good last week on our our pickups and plays of the week. Uh, We said Mitch Trubisky was the pickup for quarterbacks, and he went off. We said that um, Marlon Mack was the pickup for running backs. He went off. CJ Uzoma barely went off, but he got a touchdown. So that worked out well. Uh, only our, our miss last week is Taylor Gabriel. He only had six points. Um, so this year, our pickups of the week have been really, really good guys. Um, so this week for, um, quarterbacks, it's really tough. Um, Trubisky and Dalton are 62% owned. So that means in most leagues, one of those guys is on the waiver wire. So whichever one it is, that's your stream of the week. I hate to say it that way, but that's how it is right now. I'm going off the percentage of ownerships on ESPN, and there's really nobody else. Um, For running back, it's Jalen Richard all the way. Oakland Raiders... Start of the week, Um, he's led the team in targets the last two weeks. I think they're going to be in negative game scripts. They're going to have to throw to him a lot, especially in PPR leagues. I think he is going to be a play, and I think you could definitely pick him up and put him in your flex this week. Um, If Matt Bereta sits, Raheem Mostert is an insta-play this week. Um, And then for wide receiver, my start of the week is Chris Godwin, 46% owned. Um, He's got a touchdown in four of six games. He's got double digits in five of six games, and um, that's going to be probably a pretty big shootout, the Bucks and Bengals. Um, Geronimo Allison is 39% owned. He was balling out, and then he got dropped because he got hurt. Well, he's playing this week. Before he went down, he had double digits every single week out of the four weeks he played and touchdowns in two of those weeks. So I think he's, uh, Godwin and Allison are just insta plays this week. And they're only 40% owned in leagues for tight ends. Um, you've got Uzoma again, it's 37% owned in a plus matchup and Vance McDonald, uh, who's been our start of the week a couple times before. And he's, uh, always done pretty good to, you know, actually very good. And if you're just clamoring for a tight end, Vance McDonald, I think is a great pickup this week. Um, and, uh, that's it for the, uh, Stash, dash, or cash. <laughs>
1: so th- while we were while we were going through all of that, I just uh, was happening to be on the waiver wire on one of my leagues, and Martavis Bryant was just sitting there.
4: Isn't yeah, that, that's he's a good be, that's a good pickup, right? He, uh, yeah,
1: stash. Stash, stash, Stasher. stash, yeah.
4: Mr. Yeah, Mr. Bryant. I don't think he's a great pickup, and this is a Raider fan next to you saying this, so. which I'm just
1: surprised because I thought. I mean, well, he was struggling
3: picking up the playbook early in the off and he hasn't, you know, got he's a lot been, of been behind
4: time, Cooper so. and Jordy Nelson. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I mean, Cooper's he's, not there anymore.
3: He's gonna, no, you're right. He's going to get more targets. He's going to be on the field more, but if if he doesn't know the playbook, then he's not going to be out there as much as. Yeah, that's, that's true. not a bad
4: stash at all, and he's a big play guy. Um, it, it, you know, he's always been very con- inconsistent, so he'll have big <laughs> we'll weeks see. and bad weeks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so uh, I think the last little segment that
1: we got to hit here, real quick, is our hot takes, ladies and gentlemen. D-man. All right, so we've got our hot takes. Pauly, I think you should start it off because i got to just think of one. <laughs> you haven't thought of I'm one? I'm extremely prepared.
4: Um, I think you guys will allow this hot take because I've talked to about this guy for three weeks in a row because it's not that hot of a take. But um, for this to be consistent, I I really think it is. I say that James White now, he finishes top five in PPR. Top overall, top five PPR. I'm talking about being right behind your Gurley, Gordon, Kamara, Hunt, Right there after all those big dogs because he's just going to keep eating. Um, I don't trust Sony's knees. There's only two guys there now. He's been getting a ton of targets, so I think James White is uh, is locked and loaded. I said a couple weeks ago that he's an RB one, and he became an RB one pretty quickly. Now I'm saying he's like like <laughs> he's the shit. So what do you think, Jax? I'm going to say the two and
2: five Indianapolis Colts run the table and win the AFC South. I like it. I mean, you look at their last nine games. Okay. I like it
1: just because I'm a Colts
2: fan. Oakland, Jacksonville, who is a this, I mean, they've
4: been
0: trash.
2: Off. Yeah, Tennessee at home can't score points. Dolphins, Jacksonville again. Houston, Dallas, New York, and then the Titans again. I mean, there's no. I mean, I think they can do it. They can run the table.
4: Now you understand that run the table means win the rest of their games, right? No, they're going to lose one. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. They're going to lose one. <laughs> They're going to lose one. Well, that's why they call them hot takes folks. this week. That's a pretty hot take. Probably yeah. Probably this week. The Raiders. Dude, I'm
1: feeling pretty good about the Colts. The, the Colts, the Colts
2: Raiders. There's two outcomes in that Raiders game. will that will happen. Either the Colts a win, will win or a, be a loss. Yeah, yeah, no shit. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, but the Raiders <laughs> will either show them? up and it'll be a decently competitive game
3: or the Colts will actually stomp them.
4: Yeah, all right. I don't know. John, do you have one?
3: I do have one. Uh, My hot take is that Adam Thielen is going to break Marvin Harrison's single-season receptions record this year. He has leading the league in targets by 11 over Julio Jones. Um, He has 88 targets. He has 67 receptions already. So he is on pace. If he just doubles it, which he has nine games left, I've only played seven. Um, if he So
4: that's like giving him a game off, basically.
3: Yeah. Um, if he just doubled it right now, he would be at 133 reception. So he has a whole other game to make up another 10 receptions, I guess. So, so Marvin
4: Harrison's was what? 143. 143. I saw an interesting stat the and other that day. The,
3: that's the NFL record? For single season receptions. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. fucking crazy. That's I, awesome.
4: I saw an interesting stat the other day. He's on pace to get over 400 fantasy points. And only one ride receiver has ever done that. Jerry Rice had 406. Wow. So he definitely Could you imagine like
1: living in that era with the technology we have and like watching Jerry Rice just go nuts and oh, just like sitting on, sit on your phone?
4: It really is like watching him because he's like almost open on every play, and he just overpowers his defender every time. I like it. What about you, Juice, since you came up with it 32 seconds ago? (laughs) I literally
1: did just come up with it. This is a
4: hot take right out of the oven, guys. Ow, ow,
1: ow. This this is hot as it gets. (laughs) Uh, We all know Adam Vinatieri's hurt. We all know that uh, we have a guy in Indianapolis that can kick the shit out of a football.
4: Oh my goodness! Pat McAfee's
1: gonna get signed by the Colts <laughs> and kick a field goal against the uh, Oakland Raiders to win the game.
4: Oh my goodness! That would be <laughs> insanity. He <laughs>
1: does
3: not want to get on a plane and fly to the black hole. Right now.
4: <laughs> did you see that he dressed up he like an older. old guy yeah. and, and, he, and he kicked field goals? And he at kicked halftime. field goals like the way he did it so fast from like forty five yards. Like he could do it. I think he could step out on the field and be one of the and best. And also kickers the way the it was scripted. Right the way it was scripted he was missing them on purpose yeah. and then making them because he missed one and made one and missed one and made one i thought the colt's mascot is the one who wrote that all up Can oh wow that? that's amazing <laughs> um that's a hell of a hot take and
1: I've got- i don't know I'm, maybe not this week but i think there's a possibility there's a I there's always a possibility because the guy is still good with the colt's organization he did always want to be a Place kicker like he the punter in him was like that that happened because he was asked to be a punter yeah. and he wanted to be a kicker they uh, they put him out there in the preseason game to kick like I think like a sixty something like sixty plus yard field goal in like a preseason game because Chuck Pagano was like hey you want to go out there and kick that and he was like yeah I want to try and like he didn't you know hit it but still like he he's got a leg he's I don't know I just think it's a possibility and it'd be one of those things that if you want to sell tickets to your game. Put Pat McAfee back in there. That would there. be interesting.
4: People um, would go nuts. Did you see what was going on with your Colin Kaepernick hot take this week? No. Is he actually getting on a team? No, but um, did you see this, Jax? Uh, I don't know. Who did the Jags play last week? I don't know. Who did the Jacksonville Jaguars play last week?
3: The Texans.
4: So one of the defenders from the Texans, I can't remember his name, Um, He was like, yeah, you know, I think my buddy uh, Kaepernick should be out there. I mean, if you watched our game. um Sorry, the Giants. The Giants. Okay, so the one of the Giants defenders was that? No, the Giants played the no, no, Jesus no. Christ guys. Who did the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars play last week?
3: They played Houston. Yeah, they put. I was right the first
0: time.
4: Okay, <laughs> I don't know the name of the guy, but the guy said in a blurb, um, "Yeah, my buddy Colin Kaepernick should be out there." If you watched the, our game last week, you had all the evidence you needed as a shot against Blake Bortles. Well, who can, got?
1: You can, I mean, can you believe who I mean, got
4: benched? Derek for, Anderson. Yeah. You
1: can't, you don't think, I mean, we're getting, I've said this too many times on the podcast, but it's just, I mean, it's just a point that is still continuing to be made that I don't understand. It's a of contention, for sure. There's no explanation to it. There's, it's the same thought that I have with Tim Tebow, which I know that you guys are going to give me shit about Tim Tebow, but Tim Tebow never, like, nobody ever gave him a chance, and he won games. He was a winner. He was a bad, he was bad at, throwing the football. Like, I mean, he looked like he was throwing left-handed and he's a right-handed guy, but... Um he won games. So why did they never give him a chance?
4: He, he didn't really get much of a chance. That's for you, I'm sure. At
1: all. And then Kaepernick's the same way, but Kaepernick's is such a BS way about it. Is, is, it's, it has nothing to do with his football athleticism or no. his football acumen. I think acumen. it would be
4: great for the league if he came back. 100%. Um, there are a couple questions I said I would oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Answer. get into those. Get off um, the Kaepernick just thing. Just really quick. Really quick. There's a couple answers. Uh, yeah, because you get shitty I just talking about I'll tell Kaepernick, you what. If Kaepernick, yeah. Kaepernick
1: comes
2: back, I will pick him up off the waiver yeah, you, yeah. He'll, start I will. he'll start him because he
4: he runs for like 100 yards a game okay we said we were going to stop and we did not stop um let's do it Chris Kepfer from um Twitter said start Mitchell Trubisky or Cam Newton this week this is a tough one guys can't get Cam Newton goes against the Baltimore defense that'll probably stifle his running part of the game um, I don't know. Mitch has another great matchup. What do you guys say? I told him I'm pretty much leaning Mitch here. I always say start your studs, but like Cam is like the quarterback eighteen right now. So he's not on, a stud. I'm all
1: in on Trubisky. Trubisky.
2: That Carolina Baltimore game is like a thirteen ten. Like possible outcome?
4: Yes, maybe a very very low total. Like Justin total.
2: Tucker makeup game.
4: My worry is that Baltimore would stifle his running game. So I say start Mitch. I hate or to or say it; John. it's not sexy, but I, I hate to I say think it. John's disagreeing. John was clicking yeah. and looking at his laptop. Just, I don't know.
3: I'm just looking at um, who the Bears played. I didn't know who they played this week. So J T S Jet Jet Jets. Um, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah,
4: they play the Jets at home.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think Mitch Trubisky is probably a better play just because the, the Ravens' defense is. You know they're, they're in the top five, so.
4: And I don't know how Chris does this, but his name comes up backwards on Twitter. Do you guys know how to do that? <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. Isn't it? It's it's crazy. You so you this is backwards. Um, no, that's no, it's not. Like, it's like no, mirrored. it's mirrored. So anyway, so um, he the other question the mirror, he was. Can the other question was from my Liverpool um, guy. Um, I've got this fan out in England that just across started, the pond. Yeah, and, and, and he well, does bad. Sorry. He does cheeky moves and stuff. <laughs> I just love this guy. He um, reached out to me and was like, "Hey, can you help me with my fantasy football league this year? I've played fantasy um, soccer football. Um, football, but yeah, How exactly. Do you play
1: fantasy soccer. There's
4: there's Premier leagues where you pick up these guys and uh, they How run around the field goal, forever and. He is um, at LFC for life net. So LFC, I think is this, um, this Liverpool league. And, um, this dude is really, really cool. He's, uh, he's got all this Liverpool stuff. And like, I didn't even realize that one day he was like, I think this would be a cheeky trade. And I was like, are you from <laughs> he England? To do
1: some research. And he
4: said, that. yeah, when I listened to your podcast, it's like three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And so uh, his team looks way better than it did when I got a hold of it. And, uh, He's winning games and he's loving it, but he got a trade- offer this week and uh, <laughs> he's I, like
1: he's probably pissing off all the other people in his league and they he's yeah like, why are you so much better right now he's getting
4: like because they don't know they don't know how to waiver like I think that he got in the league with a bunch of guys that do soccer and yeah. don't know this so they don't know how to work the waiver wire so like his team just keeps getting better and better dude if they ever want to just but I no. think since uh, Carryon Johnson had such a blow up week, they're trying to get him, so they offered him Christian McCaffrey and Chris Godwin for Carryon Johnson and Tyler Lockett, and I said, "Yeah, take it," because they do PPR, yeah. And Carryon Johnson only catches a couple balls a game, and Christian McCaffrey catches like six or seven or eight. And uh, I already talked about Chris Godwin earlier. I think his value is awesome in that Tampa Bay League. Uh, Tyler Lockett and Chris Godwin, to me, are the same player. And Christian McCaffrey is way better than Carryon Johnson. So, yeah. hey, man, thanks for being a fan. Uh, LFC for life. And uh, I say take that trade. And we are doing really good on time. If you guys want to do a another edition of What's My Rank,
1: yes, let's do that. But I also want to say, if they ever want to come to the states and have a pint, I'd be right down there. Oh yeah, like we should I'd take be, him to.
4: Uh, we should take him to that um, that. Uh, kind of a uh, english bar that's on mass avenue that would be really really cool uh, chatham tap yes yeah and, I'd be down. and chatham tap like hosts all the soccer games and stuff too so yeah at llc for life if you come to indy we will buy you beer oh you absolutely. just have to spend the other two thousand dollars to get here
1: <laughs> yeah let's um, get let's get what's your so rank
4: we've got some time left we surprise these guys every once in a while with an addition of what i call what's my rank where i ask how these guys are ranked in their position and this is just looking at our league and this is within their position so how do you guys think? What do you think Philip Rivers ranks among quarterbacks right now?
3: Six. Mm. In what cool.
4: overall, overall quarterback points?
3: Overall quarterback, <laughs> yeah.
4: Overall quarterback rankings, like in in like, fantasy football.
3: Are you talking about? Is like he the best number oh, one like or is he the tenth? Yes, fantasy, 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 fantasy oh, football. Okay. It's a
4: fantasy football show.
3: Okay. Um, I, I would say eleventh.
1: Eleventh.
4: Choose? I am saying four. You can't, you can't look at your phone and look up at our league. I'm not looking at it. Up. I'm just kidding. Um, so I um, was trying to, but I was You guys were fast really enough. close. You and Jax were close. It was number five, which that kind of surprised me. I did not know that Philip Rivers was the fifth best quarterback in fantasy right now. What about Russell Wilson, who John told us to drop a few weeks ago? And we did drop him, by the way. Where do you think he's ranked? I think he's 12th. 14th.
1: I would say, yeah, 12.
4: 21. Wow. Oh, wow, even farther. Yeah, so good job on telling us to drop. I mean, <laughs> Jackson and I were hanging on for to him for dear life, and we finally –
1: And what's crazy is quarterbacks are so messed up because he's had three touchdowns week one, three touchdowns week five, three touchdowns week six.
4: He's had he's had enough bad weeks to bring that down, and just the guys are balling out right now. I mean, yeah, Matt, week
1: four he had zero. Matt
4: Ryan and Patrick Mahomes and those guys are skewing the rankings a little bit. It's crazy. Um, David Johnson, where do you think he ranks?
1: Oh, he's way outside in my opinion, just because I have never heard of him this year. So I want to say fourteen overall
3: fantasy points. Yeah, uh, PPR twentieth. 20th. 24th.
4: He's not as bad as you guys think. He's number 11. Ooh, I was closest, though. Because he seems to always get that junk touchdown and get end up getting like 13 or 14 and does that every week. And his schedule's getting way good moving forward, so I think his rank goes up. What do you guys think Adrian Peterson is ranked? He was ranked higher until this week, but 18th. I would say... Yeah, I would say like 20. 12th. It is eighteen. Good job! Yeah, nailed um, it right on the freaking nose. He's not as good for PPRs, but I think he has a great play this week. Again, the Giants have dismantled their defense, and Chris Thompson is banged up, so I think Adrian Peterson's a great play this week. Um, what do you think, Emmanuel Sanders is ranked? Number two,
1: because Adam Thielen than Emmanuel Sanders?
3: I wouldn't say that. Uh, I would no? say maybe seven.
1: Not PPR.
4: Fourth, Jackson's working on DraftKings lineups. I love it. <laughs> um, it is it is actually number three. Oh,
1: wow. yeah. So right I mean, there. Emmanuel Sanders, Who's like I said, two?
4: if he gets traded, I would trade him as well on your team. What do go, Thielen Adams? Then? No, he's he's ranked ahead of Adams. I think that Tyreek Hill is number two. That's bullshit. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is number two because he's had two one, like right? forty point games. Um, Antonio Brown, where do you think he's ranked? Seventh, twelfth. Yeah, number 11. You oh, guys were right on it. Man,
1: really close again. Jesus.
4: <laughs> um Trey Burton.
3: The tight end. Yeah. Uh
1: 3 8th. Mm, not even in the top
4: 10 like 13 number 6. Oh, damn. he's had a tight end. He's had a touchdown in 4 out of 6 games and that's really all you need at that position. And then what about your boy Gronk? Oh,
1: not where he should be. Um... Seventeenth.
4: Gronk? Uh, eight. Eighteen. Yeah, the the Gronk owner was the closest. He's number nine. Ah, see? <laughs> but you drafted him to be the number one. Exactly. So that's Absolutely. really, Who's really tough one? for you guys. Can't um, see. Number one's Kelsey. Kelsey. Number two is uh, Zach Ertz. And, three and number is three is Eric Ebron.
1: <laughs> let's go, Ebron. I know.
4: Let's go. So that's our our surprise. Uh, What's my rank? We're going to do that every few weeks just to surprise you guys. And um, that's it, man. We wanted man, we to talk gra- about... Uh, great episode.
1: Great episode. Uh,
4: lots of content this week. Really big, guys. Next week, Nate Hamilton, who writes... Nate of yeah, the Hamiltons. He's at Dominate FF. Um, on, on uh, Twitter, if you look up Nate Hamilton, it's Nate Hamilton with the red number 100 and it's at dominate is going to be on our show next week. This is a huge pickup. He writes for the fantasy footballers. Who you guys know, I mean, on the way here today, I was listening to the fantasy footballers podcast. If I only listen to one podcast other than ours, it's the fantasy footballers and he writes for them. So this guy really knows his shit and he agreed to be on our podcast next week. I am so excited to interview him and talk to him about fantasy football and maybe um get some tips on how to win your league guys that he's interested in i would love to get his take on some buy low sell high guys and uh we're really happy about that and uh thanks for jeff for being on the show and uh, it was nice to get the band back together this what week what are we gonna get some writers some writers John, for the what show are you, what are right.
1: you doing man all oh, right. you're gonna write and be a host show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I, I just, I want somebody to make me funnier. Come on. I'm surprised
4: you didn't ask for somebody to help you with the technical stuff because every week dude. you're like, well, I thought that it was just, I, this, dude, I if th- I could
1: get somebody to just do the technical stuff, I would be like, so much happier about it, having a podcast. It
4: won't let me. It's oh, man. just, dude, when I'm, I'm just say bad. That, when I say that, I
1: get pissed off because I make fun of other people who say that. It won't let me do that. It it's won't because, let me. No, it's because you can't figure out how to do it. You idiot. It won't um, let me as
4: code for, I don't know what I'm doing. Exactly. But anyway. Um, Yeah.
1: And since I hit 2,000 followers, I got to figure out who's going to get my $50 Amazon gift card. Yeah,
4: that's huge. That's huge, huge. And
1: then I got to actually pay up for it. All (laughs) right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. This is the best fantasy football podcast in East Central Indiana. Thanks for joining us, Jackson and Paulie and John. Thanks. Peace out, out, guys. Have a good night. It. I get so